We love baseball. We love family. What could be better than combining the two? Play ball! Welcome to the Baseball Family Podcast, presented by Baseballism, a production of that cast. And now, host Troy and Danae Silva. Here is the scenario, Danae. You have kids playing baseball. You show up to the field, and your kid's not playing. Or they haven't been playing for a long time. They haven't played in several games. Maybe they're playing the last inning of a game. Maybe they're not playing very much at all. What are your thoughts as a baseball parent? What's the first thing that comes to your mind as a baseball mom if your child wasn't playing? For me, the first thing that would come to mind is I'm more that type of person. I'd be more bummed out for him sitting the bench wanting to play and watching all his buddies play. And I'm sure even at eight, nine, ten years old, the younger ones are aware. hundred percent. So... So you'd feel bummed out. I'd be bummed out for Would him. Would you be a little bit I, angry or no? There might be a little fire in me I that you'd want to like talk to the coach. And I'm more let's talk face to face than an email type of person. Amen. So so the topic that I get regularly on social media from people all over the place at all different walks of baseball, softball, different ages is how to handle playing time. Um, I get questions. I'm not playing. What do I do? What do I do when my kid's not playing? Um, you know, how do I handle it with the coach coaches even ask me, you know, how do I handle a kid that's not as good as the other kids there? It's a big question that's out there in the community. So I think the topic of the day is going to be, how do you handle playing time issues, issues, meaning not playing as much, maybe not playing the position you want, maybe not playing at all. And I think it really stems, it begins with what level your child is playing at. So we're just going to start with just the basic, like little league level. So you have a kid playing little league. Um, hopefully this information will help us as a baseball family mm-hmm. community communicate better and, and deal with these situations like adults instead of creating gossip and drama. But, um, so you have a little leaguer that's, that's not playing as much. I think there's little league rules out there that kind of prohibit that. But, um, usually let's just go to the, the little league stuff is, is definitely something that I think they handle very well in little league. So there's a certain amount of innings you have to play infield and outfield and all this stuff, which is good, but let's just not go to the little league. Let's go to the actual like club select level at that age. Let's say you have a 11 year old that's playing on a select team or a club team. What do you think should be the playing time opportunities for them? For the select boys, like a 12 and under type of kid. Should it be a lot? They're paying lots of money for this, so I think they should be playing. So you think not sitting the bench every time, or the coach should send them down. So that answer right there is a hundred percent the main reason why I think there's so many issues. It's mm-hmm. about a lot of it's about money. A parent has spent money, a lot of money, usually to play, play for whatever team it is. Um, they see that you know they put in all this money, um, and then their child's maybe let's say eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth on the roster not getting as much playing time. So the first thing is, is usually the money creeps into your head about why am I paying for this? Right. For him to sit on the bench. right? Exactly. But so do you think then as a parent, uh, and this is good for coaches listening too, do you think as a parent, because you play money that kind of reserves your right for playing time? Cause this is a pretty important question. So if you play, pay money for your 11 or 12 year old to play baseball, do you think that serves as a right to play? I guess so. I think so. I think you're so coming too. into that. You're paying. Yeah. You're you're knowing. Okay, I'm going to pay this money, and he's going to get playing time. He's going to learn the game. Nice. So you think so, that the because you pay money, it should be a playing opportunity. 
I think so. All right. Well, I would agree with you on that aspect of it. I think depending on the level of play that your child's playing at, um, I think that money is a big deal. And if I, I think as a as a human being that that deals with this with a bunch of people all over the country, I think if you pay money, I think you should play. Now, on the flip side of that, as a coach's perspective right now, the coaches are trying to create an environment where it's competitive. You know, you want to win. Um, you want to put the best product out there. So coaches have different, um, I guess, perspective on things too as well. Um, but I would, I would just, for everyone listening, I would, I would think of this. I would agree into the aspect of if you pay money for a team, you should get to play. Mm-hmm. But remember this, there's going to be better players on your team that should play more than others. That's the way life works. That's the way uh, baseball works. That's the way the future is going to work with baseball. The better players will always play more. So I think the point of me telling you this is realizing that there are going to be times where if you're a lower level level player on the team, it's just is what it is. You're going to have more of a role, but I don't think the kids should be sitting the bench the whole time either. So what's that look like to you? How much playing time do they get? That's a good question (laughs) because I don't think there's a perfect template. I think the perfect template is obviously written by the coach and the coach's uh, philosophy, if you want to call it. But I think the template should start with, they should be able to play. I have different um, coaches tell me where well, I do this and I do that on, you know, Saturday tournaments, we play this and then this and that. And it's, it, I don't think there's one right way to do it, but I do think that there, there are ways to make sure you're getting adequate playing time for people that aren't playing as much, but just the, that, that idea of having to play or deserving to play to pay money when you're, when you're paying money, yeah. I think is, I think is one of the biggest issues with the problem. It is, but what are you going to do when they aren't played at all? And you've talked to the coach. Mm-hmm. So face so when to face saying, and said, Hey, he's not getting any playing time and putting so much money into this organization. So you think, so, what so if when you come you're across a coach like that, not that's playing. not playing him. Yeah. I think you need to leave. Honestly, yeah. I think I, if, if you have a young kid that the, the idea is they need to be playing baseball because they love the game. Yeah. Right. And if you're paying money to basically play, they should be playing. All right. Well, uh, we got to take a quick break for our sponsors. Can't make it to the game. Game Changer has you covered. The app has free scorekeeping tools, live updates and advanced stats. While coach keeps score, Game Changer updates family and friends in real time. Game Changer by Dick Sporting Goods is the leading baseball and softball scorekeeping app available on Apple and Android. I honestly think that there's too many kids these days playing club, travel, select ball, whatever you want to call it, paying a whole bunch of money that shouldn't be. I, I really think that's out there because they want they want to get the best experience. They think they're going to get the best coaching, whatever it is that their desires are in their mind from a parent. I think that they need to reevaluate a little bit. And what should they be doing then? There's different opportunities. Little League. Yeah. Little League's kind of a... Putting a, them in select later on. Exactly. And, and understanding that there are different levels of select ball too and club ball or whatever you want to call it but <laughs> and be okay with if they're up there not getting to play dropping yes. them down in the level of their yes. club so i think from a um, parent's perspective i think a lot of this honestly too comes down to the coach and the coach's ability to communicate now what if the coach came to you and said hey your son is like the 12th or 13th player on the team as far as skill set. He's not going to play as much as others. Right. We're going to give him this opportunity. We're going to challenge him. We're going to make him better. What would be your reaction as a parent that way? Would you be ex- like, obviously you wouldn't be excited, but would you be more appreciative of the scenario? Well, of course. So if, if, he's, I, if he's communicating with you that, 
that would, I wouldn't just run from the team, you know? Yeah. So you're saying that if, if a coach communicated better with the parent specifically, uh, yeah, you think it would be a little bit different in your brain I think as that's far good. as what yep, levels for the coaches to. to communicate. Yes. And I would agree on that. And I think we don't have a lot of issues with that um, because we are truthful and upfront and honest with our parents. And I think coaches, if you're listening to this, one of the biggest keys you can do to kind of, you know, not have this drama in your organization is to be upfront and honest all the time with your parents and meet more often than not have parent meetings and tell them bluntly, honestly, like, Hey, this is what my expectations are. You know, this is what I expect from the players. This is where they're going to play. This is how much they're going to play. And then also give parents an idea of what they need to work on. What do you, what would you do if I said, Hey, your son needs to get better at the plate. He's batting like 200. He's just not, you know, as good at the plate as, as the other players. Wouldn't you feel like, Hey, I need to go like get I some go, work. Yeah. Done. Get it some training from the, someone. The mindset. Right. Yeah. So the other thing is, is, is understanding that the kids need to know that too. I think if a kid's just sitting the bench all the time and not knowing why, then there's no, there's no concept for them in their brain. Like how do I earn my playing time? I think coaches need to do a better job of explaining that and talking with the kids too. Right. Cause that kid could be like, I'm working my butt off on everything. Mm-hmm. So he thinks and, and then still not playing. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of the youth level. Um, as far as little league is concerned, everyone should be playing. I, and I, and speaking of that, I think they should be playing, not only playing, but hitting in different spots in the lineup, playing different positions, let lefties play third base if they want to. It's not that big of a deal. It's Little League. Let it be fun. Put your, you know, not so good hitters up in the lineup sometimes and, and have fun doing it that way. That is fun. But what about when you're um, getting ready to go to the Little League World Series? That's totally different. Great yeah. question. Little League World Series or All-Stars? I think there's got to be a An different All-Stars. level. Uh, again, it goes back to the level of team that you have. If you have an elite level team, not everyone should play fairly. That's just kind of how it works. Yeah. And that gets into probably... The next level, which is kind of that intermediate to high school level, um, high school specifically, what are your thoughts on that? You have a high school kid. Well, you don't have any high school kids yet, but you will. <laughs> Let's say your son, Trey, is playing high school ball. He's a junior and he's not playing at all. What would you do? I would talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a scenario on that. So my junior year in high school, you might not know this at all, but you're going to know this. I had a nice mullet. It was awesome. Yeah. Did you know me with a mullet? I didn't know. Nope, I didn't. So I had this I red remember. mullet hanging out with a turtleneck. It was awesome. Picture that. I was a junior in high school, Atascadero High School. Shout out to the Greyhounds. And I didn't play all year. Everyone knew that I was a decent baseball player. I wasn't a stud on the team, but I, I should have been probably playing. And I had two options. I could have pouted about it, which I did for a long time. <laughs> or basically be a good teammate and wait my turn. And I chose to have a little bit of a bad attitude to start because no one held me accountable. But at the end, I just realized, you know what, I'm going to have my time next year. And so I sat my whole junior year. Now, here's the reason why I want to bring this up. Number one, my senior year I played and was good and all league and blah, blah, blah. But that junior year, my parents didn't complain. Hmm. My parents didn't write a long letter to the athletic director saying how bad the coach was and to try to get him fired. They just cheered on the other players and cheered on the team. It's part of what the culture was. They probably understood that I should have been playing. I thought I should have been playing. But was your coach, did he communicate that to your parents or no? No, no. no. It was a lot different back in the day. Yeah. Just You just realize you just, if you're not playing, you're just waiting. And, and you have nowhere else to go. So you don't have a choice. You just exactly. got to sit the bench. There's not another high school you can go to where we lived. Exactly. But I did 
think that he did communicate that with me. He, I, I remember having a conversation saying, hey, it's just not your year to play. You'll play next no. year. And He's it was really good on that. I think that's what kind of turned the page as far as my attitude is concerned. So the, the point of me bringing this up is to say that playing time stuff like in high school, um, you have no say in it as a parent. Right. And nor should you. Um, what'd you just say? A oh, as ago? a parent, it is what it is, right? Yeah. It is what it is. So don't be that parent that blames politics and blames this and blames that it just is what it is. So I, I would recommend if you have that scenario, maybe talk to the coach and ask the coach what the kid needs to work on or better yet have the player develop that and teach your kids to have that communication and verbal communication with your coach to let them understand, like, what do I need to work on to play? versus having the kid do it. I think that's really important. Having the kid approach the coach and teaching him those skills. Yes. For when they are out of high school, that it's time. Yeah. So the skills, you don't need to do everything for them. Taking ownership for your own stuff and just basically dealing with that anxiety that goes along with it. Right. So it's, it's gotta be done in the right way too. No one wants to have a punk kid go, what's up coach? Why am I not playing? But like, Hey coach, can I talk to you for a second? I just want to know what I need to do to get the opportunity to play. And then, put in the work. Um, and that, that goes into, you might even put in the work as a player. Oh wait, really quick. I yeah. think it is so important to teach those. I'm, I don't have a high schooler, but it's so important to teach those high schoolers. We don't do face to face anymore. We text, we email, we don't even speak on the phone half the time, but so it's I, so important. I think that they go to the school, have set up a meeting, talk to them face to face, encourage your kids to do that. Yeah. And let's, let's go to that really quick. <laughs> have you ever had an email go wrong? Oh yes. Or texting. So you, you don't even want to text. You just, I like to pick up the phone and call cause it just makes things worse by the text. Cause you're not understanding them. The email. I'm sure everyone what? listening here has had an email yeah. go <laughs> the wrong way. Right. So do not. And I repeat, do not email coaches about playing time or issues, issues at all. Don't text it. Don't email it because it will 99% of the time, come out the wrong way. The coach will get defensive. It'll turn into this negative drama and it'll go down a path where you're like, how in the heck did we get there? So how you communicate is always face to face. The second thing is while we're on this topic is never ever. I don't care who the coach is at any level, go up to the coach right after a game and complain about this and that it's the worst timing. It's the worst scenario to put everyone in not just you and the coach but everyone watching it's horrible to talk about that the best thing that i've learned to do if you have an issue with it is to basically let it settle overnight pray about it overnight let your heart calm down and your brain calm down calm down as a human being maybe call the coach or text the coach hey can we meet about it face to face because i always believe what you just said right there face-to-face meetings will always get handled in a more of an appropriate adult manner than going back and forth on text or emails or doing it right after a game when the environment's all crazy. Have you ever done that before? What? Got crazy? No, <laughs> not me. So don't email as well. Um, and then the, the last scenario is as far as playing time is concerned is obviously like the pro and college level. My advice on that is it is what it is. If you're not playing, work harder. There's nowhere you can go get it done. It's your career. There's, there's, believe it or not, there's a lot of parents that are still involved at that age and that level. You'd be surprised. when you're off to college, college playing in the minor leagues. Parents calling college coaches, yeah. <laughs> talking to well, minor league coaches. It's just crazy. We have to let the kids at some up. point compete for what they're yeah. doing and and not 
not be so involved. So that's the different scenarios of, um, I guess, the different le- levels of playing time. Um, obviously, there's no perfect cookie cutter approach on exactly what should happen. But the idea is, is at a young age, I believe they all should be playing. I really do. I think they should be enjoying the game, loving the game. Um, as they get older, it is what it is. They got to find a way to compete and get better or they're going to get weeded out and have to go play soccer or lacrosse or something else. Um, and I, I really believe that if we're as parents teaching them this stuff about what to do and what not to do in, in, a, in an adult type manner, it gives them more of a work ethic because there's so much entitlement these days. Um, and I think that's one of the problems with all these playing time issues is like a parent puts money into something and feels entitled for their kid to play or the kid. Right. Which makes sense. By the time they're 13, 14 years old, they've played on seven different select mm. teams and had 20 different coaches and they feel just entitled to do whatever they mm. want. And on the flip side of that, I think coaches have to have more accountability. I really think they do. I think they're, the coaches have to have more loving accountability and I think parents need to trust coaches, and that's a hard part. Do you trust your coaches? I love my coaches. My boys have had great coaches all the way up. So you're you're blessed that you've had that because yeah. that's not going to happen. I've watched other teams. We've been fortunate enough not to be on those teams, but all my the coaches they've had have been amazing. That's that's definitely a blessing right. because I've seen both sides of it. But I've, our boys have, yeah. Oh, 100%. There hasn't been 100%. any. So. I, I think to review, I think as far as playing time is concerned, um, number one, if as a parent, um, communicate face to face. Would you agree? Yes. No emails. As a coach, communicate as often as you can, not only with the the player as far as what they need to improve on, uh, as far as their game is concerned, but also with the parents. I think I think that goes a long ways to say, hey, look at you know, little Johnny needs to get better at this or that. Yeah, I was going to so, say, you think the coach should go communicate with. Like nine, you whatever. When, when does select start? How old? What age? It starts at like nine, nine? craziness. Yeah. Right. So that young. Mm-hmm. Do you think coaches should have talked to those kids? If they're not playing as much, but I, I, <laughs> if they're not playing at that level, they should be finding a spot to play. Yeah. They shouldn't be yeah. having to do that. But you know, as they get older, it's always better as a coach to communicate with the player and say, Hey, look at, you know, you're not playing as much. You know, you're a big part of this team. Encourage them a little bit. And just say, we really need you to get better at X, Y, Z, whatever it is, and kind of put that That's on there. so shoulders. good for the kid to hear. I could imagine if someone was saying it to Trey, mm-hmm. to hear it from someone else and not us, mm-hmm. from his coach. Yeah. Don't you think that would give them a little more drive too? 100%. Versus the parent always telling yeah. you this is what you need to do, da, 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 da. Yeah. And then the last part of it is just the parent. The parents have to relax a little bit. My advice on playing time is relax. If, if there's issues that specific weekend or that day, let it. Let it soak in a little bit a day or two later. You'll calm Chill. down a little yeah. bit and then really, really, really understand, you know, the bigger picture and, and try to handle it as an adult. There's so many different scenarios that I've seen out watching stuff that just gets handled in such a bad way. And then guess who watches all that stuff? The kids, The right? kids are all watching so, it. So the kids are watching it and then the kids are growing up thinking that that's the, the way to handle, you know, problems yep. or, or something like that. So... Um, one final thought, just because this, I think this was funny. So we had a scenario, oh, 10 years ago, um, had it, I didn't have it, but I saw this happening. There was a playing time issue and a, and a parent was questioning some sort of playing time. Uh, he thought his kid should have been playing short or whatever the playing time scenario was. And 
he's fired up yelling at this coach and I'm kind of looking off, you know, 10 feet, 15 feet away, just kind of watching the scenario. Both of them are getting all heated up. The coach is getting defensive. The parents getting more mad and angry and they're just disagreeing right after a game. And they were angry. And I look over and their whole team was playing tag after the game. Literally, they were over behind the fence playing tag. Game's over. The game's over. They're literally yelling, when are we going to get ice cream, right? And all I can think about is you guys are so pissed off and angry and upset about what just happened that they already forgot about it. Yeah. Five minutes ago. They don't even care. You know what I mean? So they're playing tag. So I literally went up to both the coach and the parent and I'm like, guys, look at your, look at your team over there. And they're, they're looking at the team and the team's just running around smiling and they just got whooped, smiling, having fun, playing tag. Look around. And they both looked at each other and it was almost like that moment, like, all right, you're right. So I said, here's my advice. Just get over it. And I told them, get over it. Talk face to face tomorrow about it. What the coach got back to me like a week later and said, you were right. He goes, we, we talked the day later. Everything was cool. Everything was handled. And it's hard in that moment. You get fired up, but to just zip it. Yep. You just got to do it. Yep. And just allow your kids to play tag. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So thank you for listening this week. Um, If you do have any questions regarding this, please uh, message us on social media, on Twitter at Troy P. Silva. You can also go to TroyPSilva.com. Email me there. Um, All of our Facebook, all of our social media stuff is available for you to comment. And uh, if you can, like this video too and start telling your friends and let us know what you would like as a listener for, for topics. Uh, but don't let this topic scare you away. This is something that's prevalent all over the place. Playing time is a real issue. Um, parents have real issues. Coaches have real issues and we're all trying to get it right. So let's as a baseball family, let's as a baseball family, let's go out there and make an example and do it the right way. God bless. Make sure you subscribe to the baseball family podcast and give it a rating so others can find it too. If you have a passion for the game, go to Baseballism.com to feed it and learn more about our presenting sponsor. This podcast is a production of ThatCast. If you liked it, find more great content at ThatCast.com.